Welcome back to the Garden State Revelry. Just shaping back into form here, getting that getting that talking voice ready. I'm Mikey Tenders, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host with the most, Jared Smith. Baby, we're back. Woo. Yes, we're back, man. Back from vacation. Yeah. Back onto the grind. Back wowing for everybody. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those have been cracking me up, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. The Owen Smith, Owen Wilson, just saying wow to random things, <laughs> or tweeting like, honestly, I haven't even said wow that many times. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've been we've been doing it steady for a while now. But yeah, we're back. We we were off last week on vacation. Yup. And uh, we're here, episode 42. Mike, it is good to see you. It's good to see you too, buddy. We've been spending a lot of time together drinking some Tito's. Cheers. We're drinking some Tito's and Club. Trying to keep the summer bods tight. Yeah, after a week of just 45 beers a day and whatever greasy southern food we can get Mm -hmm. our hands on. Something about vegetation. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that one. Um, It was definitely... uh, it was a long, uh, long, long time uh, just completely off of the gas pedal of being in shape. But it felt great. I'm not going to lie. It felt yeah, really good. It was nice living that lake life. Lake life is a good one. Lake life is fun. So, yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, we were down at Lake Norman in North Carolina for a couple days last week. Wow. Wow. That's where we were. And we were, you know, doing all the lake life things, like. Drinking from sunup to sundown and chilling in the lake. Being the loudest people on the cove. <laughs> yeah. um, hitting that yee yee. Hitting them yee yee yee. Got to keep the copperheads away down there. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, jet skiing, water skiing, tubing, wakeboarding. Hilarious day out with the wakeboard and the water skis where zero people got up until Nikki. Notorious Miss Nikki gets up on the wakeboard and the water skis, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard. Still can't do it. I still can't do it. It's harder than it looks, man. It's tricky. It's like riding a bike. It's like once you get it, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool. I'll now do a backflip. Yeah. But until you get up, you just look like a damn idiot out there. I'm still in the mindset now that I'm... I'm I'm back home. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I know next time I go, I'm going to get up. I know it. Mm-hmm. I, like, figured it out mentally now, but I know that's not true. We'll see. Yeah, well. <laughs> we'll see hey. next time. We'll give it a go. I can get up on water skis just fine. That's not the problem. It's the wakeboard then. Wakeboards are tough. It's my, my demon. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know that lake, it's not like you can just do it off your dock. Well, some people can. Some people are lucky enough they could probably go right off their dock, but... um They'd be in the main channel. That'd be scary. It's, yeah. a big, it's a big old lake. And, uh, you know, you got to taxi out there a while. So you're starting bobbing in the water. And yeah. unless you're familiar with it, um, you really, there's like, a, there's a personal side to it. <laughs> you know, you need to, you need to find your own trick. Yeah. Nobody can tell you this is the trick. It's tough. You it's gotta, tough. I think I'm trying to do too much. I just need to pop quicker. Just pop, do less, pop, do less, pop, do less. P.O.P. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a good good little time out on the lake. Had a good crew out there. Yeah. Had some good laughs, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. That was fun, man. 
Midday laughs, late night laughs. Inside jokes all day. Yeah, IJ is just, just flowing. But yeah, we don't have a producer tonight. It's lonely in the loft. Yep. Beautiful day today, though. Did you just love the weather today? Walking outside all day. I mean, had to be, had to be great. It was nice. I I ended up a mixture of walking and being in the car all day. Ah. I had like a shitload of podcasts to catch up on because they all just automatically downloaded when I got back from vacation from like all of last week. But yeah, I mean, just getting back into the flow of work was kind of tough. But it was a good day. Glad it wasn't raining. Well, there you go. <laughs> and yeah, that sums Next up the question. weather. <laughs> weather on the Tuesdays. No, before we get too far away from this, I, there's one thing I want to mention because before we went up to Lake Norman, I actually spent Memorial Day down in LBI with the crew, good old Mickey Jabs and Teresa, and we mm. had we had a wonderful time down there. Uh had some setbacks with my car, but that's 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 a different story. But uh, I just wanted to shout out Mickey Jabs real quick for letting me come down again, just like every year, and helping me out like he always does. He he told me he's been listening, so I told him I'd give him another shout out. Oh yeah, yeah. So Mickey Jabs, thanks for everything, buddy. Thanks, Mickey. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I know you do that every year. I know you look forward to that every year. That's a good, good, good little. Um, uh, area to be Memorial Day. I know the weather wasn't fantastic, but uh, you know it's still good to be at the beach, man. Yeah, that's it's the really weekend. Nice. I don't, I don't really care about the weather. If it's bad weather, we still have fun either way. Is that uh, LBI? That is LBI. So yeah, so that's an interesting debate we got into a little bit um, at the lake house, but I thought might be a good topic for the podcast. This being Jersey and all, um, a lot of folks saying LBI is their uh, number one beach, number one beach for a lot of reasons, um, and I'm not saying that I disagree with anybody's personal opinions, mm-hmm. but I sort of wanted to put a qualifier on it that LBI maybe isn't the best beach. To just go down for a day trip. Um, and it may be our proximity to it that's having me say that. But for me, it's also like the beach itself and places is a little steep. The body surfing's maybe not as bodacious as it could be in other places. True. Um, and I had I had a couple qualifiers, but I got a little bit of like a little bit of fallout and, and blowback on that. So I was just trying to just trying to bring it up with you to see maybe what, what your favorite beach season. So I thought it was worth talking about like I like I like beaches a little north of that. I like I like the Squan. Um I like the Point. I like Bradley Beach. Mm-hmm. Um honestly Belmar gets a little crowded for me, but if you catch it on the right day, like I do like the the Belmar, the beach itself. Yeah, the atmosphere could be good. Yeah, you got you got your beaches for different different reasons, different seasons. You got your beaches on different occasions for different reasons. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I like LBI a lot. It's good for like a weekend trip. When you have a house, oh yeah, you're planted somewhere. When you settle in, you have like a home base. You can go out. You can sit on the deck and drink. Those. That's what I like LBI for. It's not good day tripping, um, depending on where we are. For us, it's a little farther than the other beaches. But also, they have like the beach badge system, so you got to dodge the badge checkers if you're going for a day trip, which right. isn't which isn't difficult. But it's I mean, also they kind of like, have that everywhere too. But like, it's a hassle. It's it's eight bucks. You know. Yeah. 
It's, you go to your day beaches, like I like Bradley Beach for the day trip. You go, you pay to get on, you go to the beach, you go home. That's a good day trip beach. It's not too crowded, not too far from everything else. Right. It's not as hectic as Belmar. But I also enjoy my seaside trips, but those are more, again, like the extended stay trips. You got your bar scenes there. That's just like you want that crazy bar nightlife and the beach town vibe. That's that's a good seaside. See, I'm not a I'm not seaside, seaside guy. Fucking, I didn't mean seaside. Sea Isle. Sea Isle City. Oh, Sea Isle. Yeah. I do like Sea Isle. Sea Isle City. That's what I mean. Seaside's a little hectic for me. Um, yeah, so it would be my my top three day trip would be Bradley, good weekend with good friends, like not even caring if you go out or go to the beach would be LBI. Right. And then if you want to go hit the bar scene hard but still enjoy the beach life, Sea Isle City. Those are my top three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. I feel like that's a that's a... It's nice because we have, yeah, I mean, I may have mentioned it before on the show, but if I haven't, um, fun fact, quirky fact, too, about New Jersey is we have the longest continuous sand coastline of any state in the in the great states of the United States of America. So that's a little fun fact for you, and it's the fact that it's continuous sand coastline that qualifies it. Yeah, I would like to see what... what, what um what would that California? What would be the disqualification for California? What do they have? That it's rock at certain points. Oh yeah, and there's no sand coastline. Yeah, mm, so interesting. Um, it's an interesting fact, but it does make for a lot of beach towns. I mean, there's just a ton of beach towns. Yeah, there's a bunch. And, you know, they all have great qualities. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I would probably say number number one, like just for a day trip for me. Probably, probably be Seagirt. Okay. I just love the beach there. It's quiet. I like, when I go to the beach, like, I like to throw Frisbee, have space to do that, you know. I like Bob Seagirt, too. There's not, there's not, there's not a ton of people there. Um, and there's a couple good spots, like the Parker House is right there. You can grab cocktails out on the, on the porch and, uh. You know, just head right back to the beach. It's kind of like right there. That is a that the Parker House is a game changer for that beach. Yeah, it's true. It's nice. It's nice. I would say that's probably number one day trip beach for me. Weekend trip. Yeah, I mean, weekends got to be LBI. You know, like a good long weekend. Like you get there either Thursday night late or Friday morning, and and you leave like Sunday night. Um, that's that's got to be LBI, man. The Nardi's bus. Oh, there's yeah. just there's just too damn much. You know. Yep. There's always something going on. You got the very distinct like bayside and then the the beach side and it's just like a different vibe across the And it's street, an easy kinda. drive too. It's just like a straight shot. Yeah, it's smooth drive, that's yeah. for sure. I wouldn't I don't know, it's not always easy depending on when you're going down, but it's there's multiple ways to do it. Yeah. You know, um you could just kind of go the way it makes most sense, pick somebody else up on the way. I feel like I'm always picking somebody up on the way to LBI. Yeah, and you can always and that the weather the weather thing is a big one for me for that because you could still have a good time even if you get rained out for the weekend. Yeah, you still like find a way. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be an LBI. Also, Asbury Park's coming up. I mean, their their bar scene has been building up over the last few years. That's kind of a fun little day trip kind of spot too. Yeah, I feel like that's like a good overnight for me. You know, if you're if you're gonna do the the beach the next day, but I would end up in Seagirt or. You yeah, know, I would end up in some other beach. Honestly, I just I wouldn't even know where to go to the beach in Asbury. I wouldn't. I don't think I've ever done it. 
Uh, you could go right on. Well, we used to sneak on like one town over where the beach was free and walk down towards Asbury. Nice. But yeah, I'm thinking more like the uh, the summer concert series. It's oh, good for yeah. that. That's Stone Pony Summer Stage. Yeah. It really is like for small venue, it's kind of like second to none for me. Um, it is good. Maybe Red Rocks. Maybe Red Rocks, but you know, I'm I'm also willing to admit that I haven't been to them all. <laughs> um, but those that I have been to, I mean, Stone Pony Summer Stage. If you've never been, the crowd faces the stage and the sunset. Mm-hmm. And the band faces the ocean from the raised stage. So it's got to be awesome to be a band member. Oh, hell yeah. That's just, just you know, magical. It's awesome to be in the crowd, too. But Fuck yeah, dude. It's fucking rock and roll. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Everybody say love to someone say, say yeah. 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 See? See? <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of good beaches, a lot of good a lot of good stuff. The summertime in Jersey, it's it's very nice. It's peak season. It's it's very peak season here. very nice. It makes up for the depressing winter. It gets gets you out of that funk. Ooh, the depressing winter though. Don't even talk about it. It's over now. It's over. It's over now. We're, we're coming back into 150 degree temperatures in the loft here now. That hot hot heat. <laughs> we're getting ready. Um What what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. I've just lost it. You're on that lake life. I've just lost it. You're on that lake life, that nice. laid back. The lake life. It it is good. It was good. I was down there for two weeks. It's um you know, like three or four days of just massive crazy renovation, nuts. Um stress. But even then, like I, I just sleep like a brick down there, man. It's so it nice. nice. The, you get a little rain overnight. The cane toads. <laughs> it's, the, it's the wilderness, man. It is nice. Yeah, I slept pretty good and was still up at like 8.30 every single morning for water activities. Yeah, crushing mornings, cutting yeah, glass. That's Boom. There really is nothing better. No, it's, it's, uh, it's what I'm about, that's for sure. I grew up on lakes. You know, I know you, you spent some time on lakes as a kid, too. Yes, sir. It's a great, cheap vacation. Like, you grill burgers... You know, everyone chips in trying to, like, get get this shit semi-clean so you can fuck it all up again. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's no schedule. You just kind of do whatever you want. Yep. Had a, have a mid, midday Jenny run. Yeah, hit Head the down Jenny. to the general store. Shout out to the general store on Highway 150 <laughs> in, in Denver. I mean, what a place. This place has every—you name it, they have it. Legitimately. They sure did. They even have sassy southern clerks. That's right. When she checked my ID, she said, you're a long way from home, honey. She thought you were cute. Mm, I don't think so. No? She, mm. I think she smelled the uh, the Yankee in me Yeah. real quick. She's like, you probably live in some ritzy suburb, don't you? You're at the Jenny, and you're dressed a little too nice. <laughs> you're a long way from home, honey. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always feel like I get the looks down there. Um, but I think it's just not knowing how to read people. I feel like I just stick out like a Thorsum. Thorsum? A Thorsum. Yeah, I stick out like a Thorsum. <laughs> the Thorsum <laughs> is connected to the head some. Yeah. I just do. I, I, I Every time I'm down there, I was like, one day I was even wearing an ECU shirt. I mean, that's a North Carolina school. Right. And like even just walking around the Jenny in that T-shirt that just says ECU, like you would think... Oh, naturally, he's probably from around here. Nope. Oh, no. 
no, I stick out. I just, I got, I got an Eastern fast talking Northeastern vibe about me. Yeah. That's the thing is I'm always like, you know, when you get caught in line, sometimes like it can drag on for quite a bit, especially mm-hmm. at the general store, which is also a gas station and it's not pump your own gas. Um, so people come in and, you know, don't, don't know exactly have all their shit together, have a strike up a little bit of a conversation and then. You know, they're on their way. So if you're, like, three, four people back, like, I haven't yet figured out how to just, like, chill so that nobody notices. <laughs> I, I can chill there. Like, I have no problem chilling there. But whatever it is about the way that I do it, literally makes everyone in line uncomfortable. They're like, what, what's what's the rush? What, why is this guy rushing? You're just, I'm like, fidgeting. And I'm like, I'm not. I, I won't even be fidgeting, just you like know? Just, shifting your weight awkwardly. Just, like, look. <laughs> and I'll just start reading the random, like, trinkets. Yeah. I think it's something about me, like, looking at a laser pointer. In the trinkety stuff yeah. on your way to the register that they're like, why is he looking at that laser pointer? What's wrong with him? That boy seems awfully nervous. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> what, what you in a rush for, man? You're a little high strung, honey. Everybody knows you don't want that laser pointer. <laughs> you know damn well you're not buying that laser pointer. I'm like, well, well, you know, maybe I will now. Yeah. Maybe I'll just buy it. I feel like it's like an, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say this right, but like an ingrained feeling of uh unacceptance knowing that you're like a northerner and you're in this slow south town like you just automatically feel like they all hate you so you don't want to stand out so you got this like nervous energy and then when you open your mouth like they'll immediately know so you're just like ah thank you but like you're trying not to talk too fast but you're, and you're trying not to be like you know you know what i mean i think like it's an yeah. ingrained shame when you're down there that you're from the north yeah I mean, you know what? It's it's yeah. I think maybe shame is a tough word. But yeah, I just I couldn't think of the right word. It's not shame, but it's like you know that they know that you don't belong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that I understand. Yeah, but it's shame. Fun. Shame. Yeah, I mean it's a good time down there, and I I know, you know, like uh, there's definitely the uh, uh, there's definitely like some disdain for people like just buying houses down there that aren't from there. Um, yeah, I can see that. But it is what it is, man. Hey, you know, got to give it up. Got to live. You got to live. I, and I often think about it like, you know, there's always going to be people that, that like don't like it. And it's not necessarily the majority opinion. Yeah, like no. if people move to New Jersey from North Carolina, I, I literally feel nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, oh, that's great for you. I'm not, you know, I'm just like, oh, cool. You know, like that's welcome. Yeah, it's it's different too cuz whenever whenever you're up here and you're and you're talking to people from the south it's never like a what are you doing up here? Yeah. You know, it's never that like intimidating like I can tell you're not from around here kind of intimidation that you get when you go down to the south. It's weird. And it's not always like it's not always what you think it is. Like it's not they're not always like trying to be intimidating or trying to make you feel not welcome. It's just like that's how you feel sometimes. Right. But there are the people that are kind of like, yeah, don't, what the fuck are you doing here, you know? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, that definitely still happens. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the reverse, up here, that that's not really a thing. It's not like, hmm, the hell are you doing up here? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think to an extent you're right. And, and, like, and, and there's also just sort of like, maybe we don't feel that way, but like, it's hard to realize the people that do feel that way. Um, just in a sense, it's maybe it's not like what are you, what are you like coming up north for? Yeah. But like the, 
like there's there's just prejudices. You know what I mean? I get uncomfortable when like people will be like talking in a southern accent in the south. You know, like it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, you know, somebody could find that really offensive. And yeah. at the same time, like nobody means any offense by it, so it's just like it's it's trigger for me. You know, where I'm like, oh, woo-hoo. yeah, I have a real problem with that. No, well, I- the little twinge that you get is one thing, but if somebody's like intentionally trying to say something that's like just a little prejudiced, not necessarily being an asshole, but you know, like yeah, like slack jaw yokel, right? Not not like because I mean it happens. It's a real thing. I I was doing it all weekend. I was I was going to say something. And I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to leave this place. Mm-hmm. They're like, why are you saying it like that? Like, I don't know. I can't help it. I'm I have not ready this, to go though. I have this like innate need to like when I hear someone speaking in a southern accent, like I just have to, yeah, join in and be like part of that, or else I feel just like out of place. Would you do it in California though? Would you be fucking hella stoked if you were out there? Or it's hard to say. I don't. Maybe if I was there for like longer than a week, I'd start to get like little hints of it. Right. I think just in the South, I'm so I was I went to the South a lot when I was a child, and I did it all the time as a child. I just started speaking that way. So I think it's just like inherently ingrained in me. It's like a <laughs> it's like sense. a need to fit in, but also like it just it, it feels good. It sounds good. It comes from like it doesn't come from a place of mockery. It comes from a place of like. I appreciate the lifestyle and, like, the the way they speak is a part of that lifestyle. It's, like, right. a slower, like, carefree kind of way of speaking, and it, like, makes you feel good when, like, you, you start getting into that flow, and it's like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm not speaking a mile a minute, like, when I'm up north, and I'm trying to get my story out because no one's listening to me, and I'm trying to t- tell my point of the view before you jump in and start yelling at me, blah, 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 like, yeah. you know what I mean? The words are more poignant and and pointed, yeah, you know, I I feel like people definitely have a a purpose behind like every word and um the like comparison jokes always get me down there. You know, like oh man, can't hold on to this quarter. This shit's slipperier than a seal. You know, <laughs> people do that all the time, and it's just so much fun to me. Yeah. And then you try and inherently, like, you try and, like, make one of those jokes because you're like, oh, cool, we're game on those jokes. You're like, oh, man, shit, hollower than a, and people are like, fuck are you talking about? Like, damn. He ain't all there, is he? Yeah. My favorite one, my uncle Baba Leroy down in South Carolina always used to say, it never really made sense until I finally, like, tried to figure it out. But my favorite one is, man, we really took the elbow to the asshole on that one, didn't we? <laughs> and, like, I never really understood what that meant. But I mean, I, I thought about it like anatomically, right? And I, if you stand with your hand on your hip, and you're taking a straight line from your head to your asshole, you go straight down the back, right? But if your hand's on your hip, and you're trying to get to your asshole, and you go to the elbow, it's like a long way around. You know, see what I'm saying? So it's like it's a it's a funny way of say, just saying like you did that the hard way or the long way. Right. <laughs> that's that's why it's so great cuz you could just be like, "Oh, you did that the hard way, huh?" Or, "Man, you really took the elbow to the asshole on that one." And and that is a perfect example of how the humor is different. Mhm. And like sarcasm does not go over well with people <laughs> down there, and I'm one of the most sarcastic people that I've ever known or met, and I'm just like, "Oh, right. Yeah, sorry." Yeah, I have that problem as well. I'm actually not trying to be an asshole. I might be, but, you know, I'm not trying to be. Yeah, wit and sarcasm is like a a big thing in the Northeast where we have to keep our head afloat in most conversations with it. So, 
Right. But I understand. That's what gives us it, away every it time. It doesn't come off either, yeah. Down there, it's like, huh? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, there's there's that. I mean, I you know, it's 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 like one of those side notes. It's like, oh, you know, it's just it's one of those things about being down there, which is also nice. It's like you're out of your element, you know, um, and it makes you want to hang with like the people that uh, that you know and and love already. <laughs> <laughs> so you're when you're stuck in the house with them, it's not all that bad. You're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. No, but yeah, it was nice. It was much needed. We took a week off. We're back here. Podcasters need vacations too. That's that's right, man. Not that's right. And uh, we did it. We're back. Episode forty-two. Here we go. Forty-two. And we're gonna be back daily or weekly with our show from here on out. Forever. But we needed that. It was good, and I appreciated it. And I thank you and Nikki for letting us all come down there. Turns me curves. And uh, keep on keeping on, man. Yep, yep. Um, I want to talk about some aliens Ooh. on the show. I caught a story about... Um, well, if you haven't been following aliens at all... <laughs> if uh, you haven't tuned into aliens... <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> there's... There's been some, like, recent releases from the Pentagon, from the armed forces. Uh-oh. We got to answer it. Who is it? Getting a phone call. Who is it? It's my lovely wife. It's the aliens. Hey, sweetheart. Hi. Yee yee. Sure. Yee yee. Oh, did you put me on air? Oh, girl, you're (laughs) on the air live with the Garden State Revelry. Hello. What's up, Nikki? We just finished talking about the lake house for a while. Let's go back. Yep, we are. We already planned it. All right, good. So week <laughs> leading, the week leading up to Labor Day. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Oh, oh my God, yes. Yee, yee. Yee, yee. <laughs> um, I just got done spin, and I almost fell off the bike. What? Two weeks is too long to take off. <laughs> Your booty sore, girl? <laughs> uh, dying. What'd that booty do? Uh... I'm coming to get you. I just wanted to let you know that. Are you coming straight here? Or are you going home first? Um, I don't care. All right. Well, um, come here whenever. I haven't eaten yet, so I hope you haven't either. Maybe we can grab something at uh, Triumph or one of the local establishments here in Princeton. Yes. All right. Well, why don't you get back to podcasting, and we'll talk about it when you're done. All right. Doors open. See you soon, boo. All right, goodbye. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. All right, so aliens. Aliens are everywhere. Aliens <laughs> are everywhere, dude. Brother, you ever you ever heard of aliens, brother? Let me tell you about aliens, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it, it the Pentagon has released some some stuff. Uh, 22 million dollars was spent over a five-year initiative to look into what they call AAVs, which are what auto-autonomous vehicles. Auto-autonomous vehicles. Auto-autonomous. Autobots. So, mount up. <laughs> so they Ride. <laughs> so they... Um, uh. Yeah, five years, $22 million, dedicated manpower 
and resources to looking into just what the fuck is going on with these sightings of random things in the sky by, um, you know, American military forces. Yeah. And we've been delving into this a little bit here and there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something yeah. we touch on from here and there. And uh, it's just interesting now that the, the military and um, the military is the ones releasing like, footage now and, and kind of easing us into this. And apparently, um, they have some footage of something that may have descended from 60,000 feet to 50 feet in like a matter of seconds, which isn't humanly possible. Nope. Um, and like a lot of this stuff, like I'll just be honest, my, my real opinion on it is like, I don't know what this is. Could be lens flare, could be a lot of things like, you know. I would have to know more about the science of a lot of these cameras and lens things like flare that. on an infrared camera. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're pretending that you know like a, a lot more about infrared cameras than you do to say something like that. It's sort of like, yeah. I mean, if I if I knew the ins and outs of how an infrared camera actually worked, um, and and then like more about the infrared spectrum, like I don't know, there, there could absolutely be interference. True. Especially at altitude, you know, um, but you can hear, I mean, we'll play, we'll play a little bit of this video yeah. for you. You can hear the pilots in the air. So it's not, this isn't a camera. This is like somebody flying an F-18. That's what I was going to say. At I ship. may not know about infrared cameras, but I mean, you can't deny the recording of the, the fighter pilot on this video who's right. taking the video through like the plane's camera. I'm sure he, he has a little bit of an understanding, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's seen some shit in the sky, I'm sure. Let's just play this video and see what they say. Let's see about the people. The secret UFO program has just been revealed. The military spent millions of dollars to look into UFO sightings, and those videos are now being made public. ABC's Ariel Reshev reports it is raising a lot of questions. These haunting images, part of a bombshell first admission by the military of a government program investigating sightings of UFOs. This mysterious black object spotted off the coast of San Diego by Navy fighter pilots in 2004. My gosh. That encounter documented by ATIP, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, a shadowy office in the Pentagon that ran from 2007 to 2012. According to the New York Times, it examined so-called anomalous aerial vehicles. The Pentagon confirming to ABC News the initiative ended in favor of other higher priority issues that merited funding. Former Democratic Nevada Senator Harry Reid, who according to the New York Times helped secure the $22 million initiative, defending the spending, tweeting, this is about science and national security. If America doesn't take the lead in answering these questions, others will. Something like this was a pet project by Senator Reid and some of his colleagues. Uh, something I feel like, that they I feel thought like needed we, to be investigated, but the real question is, yeah. was right. it worth 22 22- $22 million, although this guy goes on to say this is a retired colonel in the Air Force saying, was it worth $22 million to, to look into this? $22 million over five years in the budget is for nothing. the Pentagon? I mean, come on. What Dude. is the black, what is the black, what do they call the, the black list, black ops, or whatever, the military budget that like is like billions of billions of dollars and they're not allowed to release what they spend it on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where they're like, oh, well, you know, this, just this the, is allocated to just whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, it to be it's, allocated to. you can't, we can't reveal that, but it's It like, could be high stakes poker games between fucking military admirals for all we know. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. I mean, 22 million for the government over five years is not, it's like not that much. And to be honest, like I tend to agree. First of all, Nevada electing a Democrat? (laughs) Doesn't that seem a little crazy to you? I don't know anything about Nevada. I mean, that state is red, boy. It's Nevada? Gotta be. It's the fucking middle of the desert. Yeah, you never know. Well, either way. I mean, you know, it's... If you couldn't see the video, it's like every other UFO, but you can't make it out. You know, it's it's the shape seems to be like changing sizes and maybe even shapes because it's it's really unclear and clearly at a distance. But yeah, it's like flying at a 45 degree angle left into like 140 knot winds or whatever he says, something along those lines. And then like it's the the fighters fighter jets uh, lock lock on system for weaponry or whatever. the, The camera is locked onto this thing. And all you see in the background is just like the background is just going. But then, like, the, the ship itself rotates as it's still flying, like, left. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of spinning as it's... So it's a little weird, and, and the fighter pilot makes a comment on that because it's not something he usually can see or is physically possible. It's just interesting that the military is choosing to release this information now slowly. Right, and that's that was really where I was going with this, is that it's like, oh, they're just, like, putting these videos out there, like, getting us ready for something. Yeah. Um, where that shit's just in 4K, you know, like, ne- is Netflix got a deal <laughs> with, you know, the United States Navy? Yeah, it's just weird. I'm I'm excited to see uh, more stuff come out, and I hope it does lead to, like, a big reveal, like, even, like, Reagan and shit. Like, we always knew, like, I mean, I know Reagan won't come out and say that, but, I mean, like, going back to the times of Reagan is yeah. what I meant. I mean, uh, you know... Life outside this planet exists. I'm sorry. I'm not not willing to, like, combat myself on that. It's just the truth. Um, it has to in the infant, infinitesimal possibilities. And, and you know, for the flat earthers and the... I, I, like, I, I just don't know how you could at this point, with all, with all that's out there, read anything you want, really, really, say that we're the only life in the universe. It's uh just it's, Google universe and you probably won't. Yeah, it's have a high improbability. Anymore. It's just cool to see where this will go in the future. But um yes, I mean this headline was UFOs may have attempted rendezvous with giant undersea object. So that video is kind of attached to this this um article but basically something like a size of a football field. With advanced like, cloaking capabilities? Like, at the water, and that's why it dipped down to, like, 50 feet and, like, may have rendezvoused and then, like, darted off. Yeah, they're calling it the uh, Tic Tac UFO um, because it looks like the like a Tic Tac. Yeah. <laughs> um, Highly scientific. You know, and, and, and it's, just, it's just crazy because what they're saying is essentially this thing dropped from 60,000 feet to 50 feet and jammed everybody's radars. Like, submarines in the area couldn't pick it up. <coughs> um, and the submarine admirals are like, if there was something that big anywhere near us... We would know. We would have known. Um, so this had to be there's something that was like a freak... Natural occurrence? Weird energy? Natural anomaly? Um, like but it's, it seems more likely that this is just something that we you know, can't, can't fathom. And I'm not saying there's aliens on board this thing. I'm not. No, it, it's just an anomaly, and that's what an, we don't know what it is. 
And all we can do is speculate. It could just be a false flag, man. Dude! It's a false flag, dude. Fucking stoked. <laughs> we're off the coast of San Diego and seeing some shit rotating, bro. We're, just, we're hiding our government technology behind alien videos, bro. I mean, that could be it, too, right? Like, you know, Absolutely. That, as long as they're keeping that rolling, it's like, yeah, well. I we, say that in jest, but it, it could 100% be a secret military operation. They were like, ah, well, let's just say we don't know what it is and we're leaking UFO videos. Oh, wow. Check it out. Wow. That'll keep them looking this way while we're doing this over here. It could, could definitely be. It's happened in the past. They're going to drop that football field on North Korea. Oh, boy. In no way does the revelry. <laughs> we need a legal disclaimer. We don't condone nor condemn. We simply comment. Um, let's keep rolling with the weird shit. We got a lot of weird shit tonight. I feel like that should be the name of the episode. Uh, how about uh, your time traveler video? Let's Let's go to this. Okay, so. Uh, this news story has been popping up in a couple of places, mostly on, like, those weird Sun and Daily Daily Mail, Daily News, stuff like that. But a man who claims he's from the future passed a lie detector test with flying colors. The man, he claims to be from the year, where is that? 6491. And, uh, he's, he said his time machine broke and he's stuck in 2018, um, let's, let's look at a little bit of his lie detector test on video, and then I'll go into some details he was explaining in this article. Let's start off with the basics. The first question is, are you an actual time traveler? Yes, I, I am an actual time traveler. All right, so the lie detector says that you are telling the truth. Woo, go! In the first interview with you, you said you have a time machine. First off, where is it? Well, I, I can't tell you that. So it's actually being hidden somewhere on Earth right now? Yes, it is being hidden. But I can't, I can't tell you that. Okay, interesting. Um, but you do, in fact, have a time machine? Yes, I do. It's, it's, it's my spacecraft. Are you from the year 6491? Oh, yes. I mean, it, it would, yes. I'll say that because, uh, like I explained in the last video, um, your years are different than mine. Obviously, your uh, your year system started with the birth of Jesus Christ, and uh, or the death of Jesus Christ. Sorry, and uh, mine has dated back to the beginning of the, f the first civilization. Not to mention that uh, from where I'm from, the years are longer because my planet is further away from the sun than yours is. So it just it just takes longer to to get around. Wow, interesting. So let's start off with the base. Oh, no. Yeah, there you go. yeah. I mean, I got a lot of issues with this. The first thing is, even yes. through the like cloaked audio, he has a British accent. Yeah. Also, like a different planet than ours. He's awfully white. Yeah. Like awfully white. Guy. Awfully normy. Yeah. <laughs> awfully normy British guy. He probably had an invite to the royal wedding. This guy. Also, his name is James Oliver. It could be Jamie, but it's spelled J-A-M-E. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I just think this is kooky and fun. It's a cool story. It's a cool story in the sense that, like, you know, the lie detector says true, but this could all be fake. I mean, we're not seeing any of that. Like, there's no second opinion on what the lie detector... This guy's literally got, like, a couple sensors on each of his uh, his pointer and middle fingers on both hands. It's attached to some gizmo, which is plugged in through, like, a USB port on a on a Windows PC. Like, 
okay. And then in the in the corner of the video, it flashes, oh, the lie detector says it's actually true. <laughs> yeah, it could all be bullshit. It's just fun to pretend. I mean, it could it could be possible. Yeah, That's, I'm an actual time traveler. It's <laughs> my ears are different than your Jared, ears. I'm actually from Pluto, which is... And that's the thing. Your your planet's further from the sun, uh, all the years, like, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, aliens wouldn't... I mean, why would they even call them years? Why would that be a unit of measure on another planet? <laughs> so much evolution had to happen for us to get to that point. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, It's very, very improbable. It's just fun and kooky. And it's cool to think about because you can actually, it is plausible. This is what Einstein has, has been like working his theories out. It's plausible. And it's fun to like think about that because as, as fake as this may be, it makes you think a little deeper into like what is time? What is time travel? Like how can you start to like think about time travel. I mean, it makes you just it think a little bit more. Like, how could it work? How could it be possible? And then you start to see, like, how it could be possible. You know, it just makes you think deeper into things instead of just, like, writing shit off. It's 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 99.9% fake. 100%. Well, 99.9%. <laughs> it's 99.9% 100% fake. fake. <laughs> yeah. You heard it first. You heard it here first. But it uh, I, I just like shit like this that makes you, like, it makes me think deeper into, the, like, things you forget to just, like, take time to think about. Like, on shitty days when you're worried and stressing about dumb shit. And, like, you think about something like this and it makes you go down this, like, little thinking rabbit hole in your own head. Where you're like, oh, man, what if, like, it is like this and you can do this and this is, like, it gives you yeah, a break. It shit. gives you a break from the stress stressors of every day. I, I guess it's, like, it's not that I think that I would know whether or not this is possible. But I know enough to know that I wouldn't be the one to be able to figure it out. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely not going to so be. So I just, you know, I usually don't, I don't even go down this rabbit hole. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, if somebody figures out time travel, it's going to be not me, and I probably won't be able to afford it. And then I think about the fact that, like, I don't know if I would do it. Like, I, I don't know if I would go to Mars. If they're like looking for volunteers, they're like, oh, we need some people. Uh, that's a one way trip, brother. Right. But let me. Well, yeah, but I mean, so is life in well, a sense. True. That is true. Let me. I'm going to read some of his quotes uh, talking about his life from his life. Um, I have personal relationships with a few of them. I have friends I'd consider aliens. They are nice. They are a nice lot. They are. Don't be quick to judge foreign species. I have some who are quite good friends. My closest friend is from another galaxy. So he's friends with aliens is what he's saying. He also talks about how we will all have Siri-like artificial intelligence systems in our homes in the future and says he has met numerous aliens. Yep. So nothing we don't know already. So the future is British, y'all. The <laughs> future is British in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, Which makes sense because Obi-Wan Kenobi was British. There you go. The more you know. It's uh, all making sense. Yeah, so we got a bunch of weird, dumb shit to talk about this show. And, and you know, you can uh, you can tell us we're idiots or, you know, just keep your opinions to yourselves. Which We're just getting back into the swing of thing, coming off a long vacay. We're just getting episode 42 on the Bix. That's right. And right here, smack dab in the middle of it, 
if you haven't heard, there's an FBI agent <laughs> dancing like a fucking drunk idiot at a bar. Actually giving us one of his best Eric Hoover. Shout out, Mr. Hoover. Yeah, he is doing a little funky Hoover. He's doing a little Hoover dance um, at a bar, you know, and just casually drops his gun out of his pants uh, during, like, a little bit of a back handspring, pseudo cartwheel back handspring. Um, and when he goes to pick it up, P, uh, well, play, let's play the, let's play the audio, see if you can figure out what happens yeah, here. Yeah, we have a little audio here. So a couple things here that, that really bother me about this. If you if you couldn't hear in the muffled sound, that was when he went to pick up his gun, which fell out of his butt cheeks. <laughs> He yep. fired the weapon. So his gun was not only loaded, but the safety was off when it dropped out of his pants. And as he was trying to pick it up off the ground at this crowded nightclub, he shot someone in the leg. <laughs> and I'm laughing because this person's going to be okay. Yeah, the person's going to be fine. Here's my problem. There's a, like a, a crowd of people around him in a circle. It's, it's like a circle of people in every direction. This guy has his gun tucked in his back of his belt in his waist pants, and he's dancing vivaciously. Oh, yeah. Like wildly wiggling his legs and then does a back handspring. Like, what do you think is going to happen with that gun? I mean, honestly, Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg because he didn't back handspring. You know, so you could say this guy really knew what he was doing. He's making sure he gets the gun out of his pants so that he didn't shoot himself. True, but that gun could have gone off mid-back handspring and shot, grazed his asshole, hit the drooping nuts, and blasted his nuts off. Oh, drooping nuts would have been... Ooh. I'm trying to think of the physics of that. Yeah, in the middle of the back handspring, the gun would be pointing down, grazing his asshole, and then in the back handspring, his nuts would be folded down in the turnover. So, yeah, it would go through his nuts. Could have definitely ruined some some future children. Also, the smug look on his face after the gun goes yeah, off. You got to watch the video, people, because he literally puts his, like, he's clearly drunk. Puts his hands up like, oops, oh, my bad. Like, oh, I'm just going to be an asshole now because I shot my gun off by accident. <laughs> like, it fell out of my pants and like, okay, my bad. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go. Guess I'll go. Yeah. It's like, dude. You just shot somebody. You just fucking fired your what? Like, okay, it'd be one thing if he's just some asshole packing heat in a nightclub. Yeah. Clearly people do that, you know. But you're an FBI agent. An off-duty FBI agent. Like, like what the fuck are you doing, Don't bring man? your gun to the club. I don't, like... That just seems like common sense, but don't... Pick it up, shove it back in your pants, and go, ooh. Bring your gun to the club if you're a fucking FBI agent and you, for whatever reason you're you're working there or, like, that's what you had to do, but you're on call, like, whatever. There's no reason to get in the middle of a dance circle, though. True. That's the, that's probably my biggest problem. Don't, don't be going all reckless with your dance moves. This guy goes ham. He goes, yeah. He's got the crazy legs going. Crazy legs, stanky leg, back handspring. Like, come on, you're doing too much, man. 
Just keep it, keep it here. Keep it right here. Keep, yeah, I mean, you don't get the in the middle. You don't get in the middle of the dance circle, and I'll tell you why. The DJ could throw on a hot track, like Jagged Edge, where the party at. Are you sure that's not 112? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to look that up. Goog that. Give I was a, a huge 112 fan, and I'm pretty sure. They're, e- they're either. That's where, e- where the party at? Where the party at? Oh, my God. Where the party at? Up in a club. They're either featured on that, or that's their song. Oh. It's Jagged Edge. And Nelly! Featuring Nelly. That is a hot track, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Can that you is a hot pump, track. Can you just pump that jam? Where's my 112 at? That's that's one of those ones you forget about, but you need like when you Won't see you it, you need neighbor. to remember. Won't you be my neighbors coming out soon, y'all? No oh, shit. Won't you be my? Hey, come on, come on. Why didn't I think 112 was a part of this track? Because 112 has some hot ones. Yeah, yeah Jagged Edge is like the booty version. Remember when it came out, we all knew all the words. Uh huh. That's a hot one right there, bro. You can do just about anything to this track. Oh, that was the dance too. Remember doing that dance when this song came out? Like, like the kick, the leg kick, the leg kick back, the kick. Wow, ah, just watched the video, y'all. Showing that skin, trying to make it on the spit. Yes. That is the hot track. It was a hot track. See, that's the thing is you can't blame the DJ in that situation. You can't blame the dance circle for forming. You got to blame the guy who clearly knows he's an FBI agent getting in the middle of that like a, like any old chump off the street. Like, yeah, you can't put yourself in that situation because that track comes on, you're in the middle of dance, dance, and then, you know, it just goes off. You can't, hey! you can't not go hard when that happens. And yeah. that's just that. That's just stupid. That's that, just stupidity. That is just fucking that. That's that. <sighs> Jagged Edge is a hot track. You can't just do the dice thing if Jagged Edge is on and everyone's circled around you. You can't just keep it right here. Keep it right here. I would even right extend here. that past FBI agents. If you have a gun in your waistband, don't get in the middle of a dance circle. True. That's a good That's a good rule to live by. It's not. I mean, it's not a bad rule. You know, it's just kind of like you restricted yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be controversial here and say it's a good rule to live by. <laughs> You're really taking one out, man. I, I'm just, I'm not you know sure what? I'm going to be firm on this. <laughs> uh, speaking of hot tracks, the Garden State Revelry is in now is is now in possession of Ooh. some stickers. That's right. They're about to be littered about town. That's right. They're going to your boys, your girls. Your in-betweens, your gender non-specifics, your, your gays, your lezzies, all of them. Your straights. They all get in them. All right? Yeah. Stickers, stickers, stickers. We're slapping this on everything. Paste them wherever you could stick them at. That's right. We're going to be slapping. We're going to do a little 
Gorilla advertising. Mm-hmm. We're going to be slapping these stickers all over town. We starting in the streets. We're going to hand them out. Because that's where we we done grown up. That's right. Just slapping on all the bars I go to, which is going to cover half of the country. That's going to cover half of the... Princeton. The town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. These stickers are cool. We're going we're gonna to get them out there in about... They're cool, yeah. Shout Every, us out if you see one somewhere. No doubt. That'll Take be, pictures. That would be pretty cool. Send it to us. Tag Re- us in retweet. it. Retweet. That's right. I'm not sure how Twitter works. Still haven't been on it ever. <laughs> retweet that shit. Retweet that shit. Um, anything else? Anything? What, what else do we want to get to? I know we were going to keep this one schwat because we, we you know. Yeah, let's keep it short. It's just me and you. We're getting up here drinking Tito's before you know it. Uh, we're just getting back in the swing of things. That's right. Um, we got, uh, we got the stickers out, so look for those. Uh, we got our shout-outs out of the way. Yeah. Oh, um. Do we have any tabs? Let's look at the tabs. We have something, but it's a little deep. I don't feel like getting into now. It'll take a while. We'll save it for next time. Oh, how about how about big news? Big big news out of Philadelphia. No, are we getting to it? I just, I just. It's not deep. I mean, it's it nothing deep about it. It's gonna take a while, but all Fucking right, we can, Trump. All right, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Trump canceling the Eagles White House visit. Yeah, that's okay. fucked up. And his reasoning is national anthem protests. Comes right out and says it. You know, sad to see the Eagles, you know, fall victim to the national anthem protests, and I'm canceling their trip to the White House. Yeah. Fox News does a whole bit on Eagles kneeling, plays video clips of Eagles kneeling, comes out that they're praying before the game, clips of Eagles praying together before the game, and not one single Eagle... During the preseason, regular season, or postseason, kneeled during the national anthem. There were some people who put their fists out. Yeah, but that's like, uh, you know. But nobody kneeled. Nobody kneeled. And see, this is why this whole thing is fucked up. That's, I mean, we can get into it, but. I know you're fired up about it, but it's, it's not. I mean, it, it's not it that doesn't deep have to be time consuming. I'll, I'll just give my two cents real quick. I'll go on a little mini rant here. The reason this is fucked up is because. Yeah, sure, a lot of players said that they weren't going to attend for personal reasons. That always happens with every team, is what I'm saying. For Trump to cancel it is fucked up because I know there's at least at least 10. I don't know if there's more or there's less, but I, I heard somewhere that there was at least 10 that were planning on attending and wanted to attend, including all three of our quarterbacks. They yeah. were really intent on it. And it's fucked up to me because I feel like getting that White House visit after winning a Super Bowl is part of winning that Super Bowl package. You it's know what I mean? the same way as the anthem, the same kind of tradition. Yeah, it's that's like part of your deal. That's part of that's like you're you're taking that away from those players that do want to go. And then for you to come out and say that it's because they're part of the kneeling or whatever and then show pictures of them kneeling, the the best part that happened is all the Eagles players like clapped back at Fox News saying like no one was no one once protested any anthem, any game, any all preseason or anything. Like, we pray before the games. That's what we do. And for you to, like, call us out like that. So that Fox News had to issue an apology, which is uh, pretty funny. I mean, Zach Ertz tw- tweeted at him. Malcolm Jenkins tweeted at him. But Fox News actually ended up having to um, tweet back and apologize for running pictures of players kneeling during prayer that had nothing to do with the anthem. But again, this whole issue, my problem with this whole issue is for the players who did want to go to the White House, 
Like yeah. you're you're taking that away. Like oh, you're you're butt hurt, Mr. President. You're butt hurt about this whole issue, and that some pay- players are going to not go. I mean, that how many times has that happened in the last last couple of White House visits? I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Almost every single time, at least one or two people have. There's just certain things about being president that you just do. Mm-hmm. It's part of the job. The White House isn't fucking yours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could have it for a maximum of eight years, and you pardon a turkey. You have the fucking... Uh, our national professional sport leagues, crown champions, you have them in for a visit. Like, you just do these things. Yeah. They're, they're traditions. They're part of our culture, and it's kind of fucked up to get, like, this dictatorial kind of verdict of, like, well, nope. Yeah. No, none of that. I'm canceling it. Like, that's such a selfish, like, little childish way to do it. And especially— And then to be wrong, I yeah. mean, just throw salt on the wound. And for someone who doesn't even know the lyrics to God Bless America? Oh, you don't even know? Yeah. He probably doesn't know the lyrics to, hey, where the party at? <laughs> he doesn't even know who Jagged Edge is. Shit. That's a blasphemy. Anyway, yeah. Also, if if you want to check it out, look up the video of Trump mouthing the words to God Bless America recently. He he doesn't know any of the words and it's completely obvious and it's, it's pretty hilarious. Which he does is, he does that thing like that your little sister does when you're listening to a song that you know that you like but she wants to be cool and uh sing along with sounds you. Sounds oddly personal. <laughs> I don't know why I said little sister. It could have been it could have been anything. I do that shit all the time where I don't know the words, but yeah. it's not the God bless America. Yeah, I, for sure. When not. I'm the president. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's clearly cameras all over the place. It's a little funny. Uh, but either way, we just wanted to get to that. You guys can check it out on your own. It is what it is. Read um, about it. Be about it. What else do you want to get to real quick before we close down here? Nothing, bro. I got a hot I got a hot track to play, so I'm just itching and uh, I'm ready to roll on that. I'm also hungry as fuck. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we're keeping it tight tonight. Had some Tito's and Club. We're back on. We're back, baby. Episode 42. Episode 42. With the real ones. Thanks, Jerry. The good boys living that lake life. That lake life. All right. Uh, it's been a pleasure, sir. Let me get you a little track, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Um, This shit's off that new music mix. I got to shout out Apple Music for it. They know me. Um, it, It's John Legend and Blood Pop. This shit's called A Good Night. Boom. Yeah. This has been the Garden State Revelry. I had no intention I would get I'll see you tonight. next time. I looked in your eyes and they went through me like a knife. I came here with my crew, I lost him. Came with my cool, I dropped it. And if I'm being honest... I'm being honest I can't think when you're looking like that Can't breathe when you're moving like that Tell me when you're gonna do me like that Yeah I'm so weak and I'm never like that Like speed and I think I might crash One trip down, mama never go by But everything's gonna be alright